Hey folks, how the hell are ya? I'm Houston. And I'm Kaylin. And you're listening to Late Night Crime or Reason. Late night. Late nights. Some nights I stay up, cashing in my Netflix. Okay. You can't say that'll get us demonetized, and we're not even monetized yet. Oh gosh. Howdy ho, everybody. Welcome to our episode. My episode. Jinkies. (laughs) (laughs) Ruby Roo. Ruby (laughs) Roo. Okay, so it is um, way later than we generally start recording. I would like to say... We are typically done by 10 o'clock. Yes. It is 11.20. And nothing good happens between Kaylin and Houston at 11.20. Nothing good happens between Kaylin and Houston ever, much less at 11.20. So we are giggly. We are slap happy. Kaylin stinks. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't think she's bathed in 2022 so far. Wow. So... Just kidding. She took a shower last week, so she doesn't stick that bad. But last month. Do what? <laughs> <laughs> last month. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no. Caitlin showers regularly. On the daily. On the daily. Nightly. On the nightly. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You're a nighttime shower. I am. I'm a daytime shower. Yep, I know. I like to shower in the morning because it gets me um, raring to go for the day. Refreshed. But... I've recently started taking two showers a day because I just like to be clean as soon as I go to bed and I like to be clean as soon as I get out from bed. So, I love the clean. But now what that a I'm, tangent. Now that I'm working from home, I uh, I have a shut up to work without showering. But I, I, take, I took a shower. Spicy sh- boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did take a shower on my uh, lunch break because... Awkward. Yeah, well, I have a sh- I have a shower at work, which is my home. So, <laughs> well, you all, we are doing a more fun episode. Are we? Um, kind of. I mean, there's a little true crime in here. I got a little bit of a ghost story. Would it? Some things happened, and I couldn't find my ghost story, so I'm gonna have to pull them from my memory. But Caitlin says it's a fun episode, so I guess I'll have to trust her. But she has steered me wrong before. Probably in a car. <laughs> Probably through Bleeding Onion. <laughs> Probably through Bleeding Onion. We had a atrocious time going through Bloomington, Indiana one time. It was rough. It was rough. I was driving. She was. And we were about two hours behind, so we were speeding. With the roundabouts. There were roundabouts everywhere. And the potholes. We don't have a lot of roundabouts in our area. We have a lot of one-ways, but there's not... Roundabouts don't happen a lot, or traffic circles, whatever you call them. Mm-hmm. Which, when I lived in Bowling Green, there were quite a few. Mm-hmm, but we have like two here in Owensboro. Right. Maybe. But Bloomington had one in place of basically every stoplight ever. So we went through many yes. roundabouts yes. and almost ramped a roundabout or two. So Nothing against the people of Bloomington, but Blooming Onion is a rough town to drive through. It is, or it was at the time. We don't know. That's been years. but And yeah. here we are on another tangent. So, but Kaylin, Kaylin about killed us that day. But in Kaylin's defense, not in Kaylin's defense, maybe in Kaylin's it defense. It was a pretty tragic day, honestly, yeah. so... Kaylin gets on to me a lot for one specific thing that I do when I drive. One very specific thing, and it drives Kaylin insane. When we used to go to the school, we would always have to get on a parkway. And the Every semis. single time. And there's semis on a parkway, obviously. I do this thing where I get pretty relatively close to a semi before I pass on. make me angry. Because it kind of like helps to whip me around, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm whipping around. You're whipping them around is what you're doing. No, 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 no. But I don't, I don't get as close as Kaylin acts like I do. I probably get like a car and a half away, but Kaylin gets out from behind a semi when she's like 10 cars away. Because you're supposed to stay as far behind the semi as you can see both of their mirrors. Honey, I know. Mm Mm-hmm. I've... Did you? I've got great peripherals. They don't. 
I do. <laughs> Don't worry, they're fine. But yeah, so Caitlin used to panic. We'll forever argue about it. Yeah, because Caitlin makes it more dramatic. If you ask Caitlin, I clipped the back of the truck. Don't I make everything more dramatic? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I tried to kill her a couple times. Welcome to True Crime. <laughs> Where we commit the true crime. <laughs> so, anyway, we are, you can tell we're tired because we talked about complete and utter bullshit for the first moment. Absolutely nothing. So, we're going to try to make it through this without going on a bunch of tangents. I make zero promises. We'll get there. Maybe you like the banter. Maybe you don't like the banter. Let us know. <laughs> so, Kaylin, what? Do you have for us? I see that this is local. I see that this is something, it pertains something that I, I'm aware of, but I don't know if I know the meaning behind the story. Right. I promise you I will get out of Kentucky at some point, but I'm definitely on one right now because we just had our yearly barbecue festival is what we used to call it. The barbecue fest is supreme. I love the barbecue fest. I know. It's It's incredible. one of those things because like surrounding counties, a lot of surrounding counties are very aware of the barbecue festival mm-hmm. here. Which with COVID, it's also became... There's a lot of people that used to come. Like yeah. it was like mid, like was so many people. The entire like downtown of the city was blocked off and there were just like and thousands it was like, and thousands and thousands like of people there. Bumper to bumper traffic yeah, with people. With, with our bodies. Yeah. So, but this year it was called um, the Barbecue Block Party is what they called it this year because they've downsized a lot and they've gotten, they're not like doing as much right now with COVID. I think it's getting back to the point where they're going to have a big festival and it's going to be back to where it used to be. But the Barbecue Festival is like a bunch of um, people coming together, churches and um, all of our local barbecue places like Moonlight Barbecue and... Uh, plug. <laughs> plug. We uh, love Moonlight. We love Moonlight. We love Old Hickory. We love Old Old South. Like they're they're all just delicious. We have amazing barbecue here. Obviously, we have a festival devoted to it. So, if you don't know what Burgu is, you need to learn because it's delicious. And if you've never been to the barbecue fest in Owensboro, Kentucky, keep Come your eyes out for it. For check the, it out. Yeah, it's, it's in May. It's so fun. It's in May every the year. First. Uh, weekend basically yeah. first Friday Saturday in May yeah uh, but it's it's a big festival you well it used to be a big big festival but right now it's just kind of gotten downsized because of COVID but it will get bigger it, it will go back I yeah. do believe I'm having some good faith right now that it will go back to what it used to be because it is so much fun there's like carnival rides and just all kinds of like booths that people set up and there's like our local mellow mushroom has a big beer garden it's mm-hmm. so much fun there's this thing that happens, and I don't think it's been correlated other than in my brain. So you were trying to explain this to me, and it kind of made sense to me because the the times that I've been to the barbecue fest, what you're about to say is correct. So I'm intrigued by what you've gathered for this. You all, there is this thing, and everybody, like I said, always talks about it, but we've never correlated it. I don't think I, I've had the hardest time researching anything about it and I thought there used to be more about it but every single year at the barbecue fest it rains it's rained this year it's rained every year I'm telling you all the barbecue festival is cursed and nobody has correlated it other like I said other than I think me and maybe a few of my close friends because I I don't know I'm just weird I guess I correlate things that aren't supposed to be correlated together just She's cocky and correlating. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so anyway, every year it rains at the barbecue festival. And so what I believe is the reason is because the very last public execution in the entire United States was in Owensboro, Kentucky. We love Kentucky. And... We're known it may for, not be we're something to be proud things. of. <laughs> we're, the, we're known for two things. The first serial killers to ever be documented in the United States. And the last public execution to ever be documented in the United States. You missed out on the third thing. The barbecue festival. <laughs> <laughs> and the methamphetamine. <laughs> that too. We love meth. Yep. That's a joke. I don't. I no. don't. I. Drugs are bad. Yeah. I never loved meth. 
Except that one. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Again, welcome to our late night episode. Show. 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 Our late night episode. Show. Show. (laughs) Like I said, the very last public execution in the U.S. was in Owensboro. It was where the barbecue fest is held down by the riverfront. The man's name, who was the very last public execution, I'm being very emphasized on this, his name is Rainy Bethia. Did, did you get that? Rainy. The barbecue festival is cursed with rain. I'm not trying to take this from Kaylin, but if that did not sound like the most dad joke of conspiracy things that you've ever heard. Welcome to my life. She <laughs> said, and get this, his last name... The- was no nope, first name or his first name was wait for it rainy right it was rainy <laughs> karen we're not making we're <laughs> not making fun of the execution no we're making fun of kaylin's execution of her <laughs> Segway. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> so um and now to hear from hellofresh <laughs> hellofresh want to sponsor us <laughs> check us out i don't want to be sponsored by hellofresh that was loud. That's just a joke. If you can sponsor us, HelloFresh, do it. But I think I'd want to be, like, sponsored by um, something real Better wild. help? <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want better help to sponsor me. Mentally. <laughs> mentally. Yeah. But no, I want something, like, I want something, like, really crazy. Like, a Swedish meatball company. Wow. To be, like... That's intense. We want you guys to sponsor our balls. Our... Meatballs. Bowls. 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 Bowls of meatballs. Our Balbos. Our Volvo. This took a turn. <laughs> for the worst. <laughs> I took a turn and now I'm gay. <laughs> Sorry. Back to it. Back to your regular scheduled episode. So what I want to tell you all about is the execution throughout that time. Because again, I believe that the barbecue festival is cursed with rain because of the last public execution so into the execution tell me about it because i i knew that that's something that i know it's like what do you know about owensboro kentucky i know about the barbecue festival i know about the last public execution i know about johnny depp yep those are those are the things that i'm i'm aware of Mm -hmm. um do you guys have anything else special 54. <laughs> we got a Chick-fil-A. Two now, don't you? Almost. Almost. And a Chipotle is coming. And a Chipotle. You guys got a panda recently. We did. Oh, I do love panda. So good. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else special about Owensboro because it's not really that special. Right. No, there's a lot of uh, gun violence. A lot of there's trash. A lot of... Sh- Caitlin's. She's all the trash. A trash rat, if you would. A trash can. Let me think of what else is special about Owensboro. I'll think on that and I'll get back with you. I'll look up what's special about Owensboro Please do. while you finish the episode. Okay. Okay. You guys have okay. a ridiculous amount of parks. We do. Smothers Park. That's another yeah, special I thing. I love Smothers. It's like rated like in the top 10 parks of the U.S. too. You guys have a, you guys have enough parks that in, like Davis County is bigger for our area, but mm-hmm. not really. Actually, I don't even think it's bigger. Muhlenberg County is big. There's mm-hmm. just nothing there. Right. So, like, it's probably, you guys just have, like, a big city in the middle of it, and mm-hmm. I think most of Davis County is Owensboro. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of rural, rural land. We have a lot of rural land. You guys, I feel like it's a lot of city. Well, we have, like, the city in on the, the middle, outskirts, and then yeah. on the outskirts, there's yeah. a lot of, like... But it says that you guys have... You guys offer 25 parks, which totals to 953 acres of land, which is equivalent to 720 football fields. That's insane. And then it talks about Smothers, which Smothers is stunning. Incredible. What I found. (laughs) Parks and softball tournaments. Parks and softball tournaments. On June 7th, the drunken Rainy broke into Lisha Edwards' home. Lisha was a 73-year-old woman who was completely defenseless against this strong 26-year-old man. So, trigger warning, Bethia went into this woman's home 
and he raped and strangled her, and he proceeded to steal some of her valuable rings. And he was caught because at some point he had taken off his black celluloid prison ring, so he had obviously previously been into some trouble. Now, while he was being transferred to Jefferson County Jail, he confessed everything to the police. So this was a open and shut case. So, like, Jefferson County, like, Louisville? Yes, okay. Louisville. Okay, so all this happened in Owens, or, like, or in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Yes. That's weird. I wonder why he was... So listen. Okay, I'll we're, we're going to learn why he was arrested in Jefferson. And, Correct. Okay. In his description of the crime, he said that he didn't even know if she was alive when he raped her. Which is significant to the case because raping a corpse was not punishable by death at this time in the 1930s. Now, taking everything into account, the prosecutor decided to charge Bethia with the rape rather than the rape and the murder. Right. So this was relevant because under Kentucky law, if the death penalty was given for murder and robbery, it was to be conducted by electrocution in the closed doors of Eddyville State Penitentiary. So a rape conviction, however, was punishable by public hanging in the county where the crime was committed. Okay. So that's that's where we go. He goes to the Jefferson County Jail, but the crime is punished in the county where it was committed so it was committed in good old davies county yes it's davis not davies that's indiana yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's just like a big thing here yeah it doesn't even look like davis like Like louisville yeah louisville louisville (laughs) what do you say louisville right louisville yeah a lot of people say louisville Mm -hmm. i say it's like kind of i think it's because of like the where my family's from up north i tend to get like a small like second syllable in there. Louisville. It's like Louisville. Louisville. Like Louisville. Whereas so. I say Louisville. 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 Yeah, but where you guys are too, I know my, like people from where I am, we don't say, I say Owensboro, but I don't even know if you say, do you completely enunciate it like that? Owensboro? Yeah, it's more <laughs> Burl. Where I'm from though, people are so, like, it's so extreme over there and I'm sure it's not just like, my county, but like a lot of people from my area pronounce like that. They say Owensboro, which is a four syllable word. They say it as Owensboro, like Owensboro. two syllables. Owensboro. <laughs> Burr. Yeah. <laughs> the Owensboro. Burr. Yeah. So, but yeah, we don't like to enunciate in, in our parts. We really we do. We do wear shoes though. A we lot do. of people don't think so. We're in Western Kentucky, so we wear shoes here. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, Eastern <laughs> Kentucky <not> people. Eastern. <laughs> There is a bit of a rivalry there, though, there because, is. like, it's so... I think it's because it's so, like, wooded and country and... And I mean country, like... They've got con- Like, country thick, hills. Thick I, 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 I don't mean, like, their country, but I mean, like, it's, like, all, like, back country and, like, wooded area and mountains. Mm-hmm. And, and so they... On our side, we're very industrious. Mm-hmm. We we have a lot of, like, factories and 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 plants and stuff of that nature so like i think i think there's a disconnect probably about right after you hit barron county (laughs) there's like a disconnect there where everybody's like i i feel like eastern people eastern the eastern side of the state tend to think that we're highfalutin Mm -hmm. if you will we're uh we need to get off our high horse while people on our side tend to think like Eastern Kentucky is given all of Kentucky a bad name, which I have a lot of friends on the east side of the state, so... The the biggest thing is, too, like, they're not extremely southern, but the accents that come out of Eastern Kentucky... Well, I think it's because, like, so for us, we tend to get a lot of southern, but where our side of the state's smaller, because Mm -hmm. we go into Paducah and everything kind of like drops down. Mm -hmm. Um, We're connected to a lot of other, almost like countries, Jesus. (laughs) We're connected to a lot of other states, a lot of which are Northern. So like we're connected to like Ohio and we're in Indiana and Illinois. Mm -hmm. And so like all of my family's from Ohio or like my grandparents and all of them are from Ohio and Chicago. So like, I I feel like on our side, Mm -hmm. we get an accent that is mixed of like Hoosiers. (laughs) And, and then like the good old Southern, uh, like Southern accent from like Tennessee Mm -hmm. where the East side of the state 
gets all of their accent from the southern part of the state Mm -hmm. and the Carolinas. Bless their hearts. (laughs) North Carolina has corrupted the accent on the east side of Kentucky because I have friends that are over there and they're just, it's like cute. It's such a twang. Right. Because of, yeah, because like we're definitely more southern on our side where it's more like, not in a bad way, it's more like hick over there. Mm-hmm. Like it has more of like a like a country fight accent mm-hmm. as opposed to like a southern accent. We are talking about dialects too, not yeah. not personality. <laughs> yeah, not people. So yeah. I've got some very developed friends on that side of the <laughs> state. Like it, it's it's just, you know, it's all stereotype. But I, I think it's funny mm-hmm. that a lot of the Kentucky stereotypes exist or like a lot of the Kentucky stereotypes are even thought by people who are in Kentucky on opposite sides. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so funny to me. Yep, but yep. we love the east side. The east side of the state is stunning. Oh, like, it's beautiful. Like, yeah, like Cumberland Falls and all of that mm-hmm. is just yep. absolutely beautiful. Even the if, mountains. Even if you go to Eastern, mm-hmm. like, for us, it was weird being in marching band because performing at Eastern was intense because it's in the side of a mountain, basically. Yeah. But it's like, like Moorhead. Right. Yeah. But being there is beautiful it's so fucking stunning oh, yeah, on gorgeous. that side of the state so Some good good views we've got i guess the industrious like we do have that going for us but that side is just beautiful it's like gorgeous. that's like the pretty parts of kentucky you mm-hmm. want to see mm-hmm. over here it's all smog and <laughs> and black lung from from the coal <laughs> yeah Muhlenberg. we love black lung in Muhlenberg <laughs> county so anyway, anyway sorry we went on a whole tangent we love the dialect me and houston get into dialect conversations all, all the, the time. time all the time I, I can talk about the english language for 64 years yep anyway we're going now yeah as i was saying a rape conviction is punishable by public hanging in the county where the crime was committed therefore if they charged bathia which is rainy i guess i can call him rainy are you saying bathia or pathia ba I thought you were saying like Pythia, the drag queen from Canada's Drag Race. And I was like, I love Pythia. It's not everywhere. So if they charged Pythia with rape, they were able to give him a harsher punishment. Right. And also, again, the public execution. Yeah. So if he was charged with rape and murder, he would be behind closed doors in the electrocution chair. The electric chair? The electric chair. I think electrocutions chairs probably fine, but Mm -hmm. we refer to it as electric chair. Right. Did you know in Muhlenberg County, if you go into our courthouse, I don't know if it's still there, but I remember because I haven't been into our courthouse in forever, but growing up, I distinct, they probably took it out. They would have had to. That's very poor taste. But growing up, I kid you not in my county, if you walked into one of our two courthouses that are side by side, Mm -hmm. the old historic uh, courthouse. They had an electric chair in there, like like legit electric chair that was like displayed, like reminding us not to fuck up. I guess, <laughs> like That's I don't insane. know, but yeah, like I've seen. Legit electric chair that killed actual people in front of my own eyes, and that's a that's probably the reason why I grew up to not not believe in the death penalty. So because I was traumatized as a child. Traumatized. So in this trial, the defense didn't call any witnesses or cross-examine those presented by the prosecution. So the jury sentenced Bithia to the la 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 la. <laughs> sentenced him to la 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 la. <laughs> So, the jury sentenced Bethia to death by hanging. This public execution was also very prominent because at the time, the Davis County Sheriff was a woman named Florence Thompson. What time was this? This was the 1930s. Yeah. Yeah. Can we get a round of applause for Florence Thompson? <laughs> the first yes, woman Ms. Sheriff, Sheriff. to perform at a public execution. Ooh, love her. Which she doesn't technically, but we'll get into it. Right. Now, Florence Thompson had inherited this position from her late husband, who was the previous sheriff. I think he passed away of, like, um, he had pneumonia, and it was, like, really sudden, so it was awful for her. So, again, she was the one who was supposed to perform the hanging. Another officer named Arthur Hash sent Florence a letter saying that he would perform the hanging if she preferred not to. So she kind of had a way out for it, so she quickly accepted that offer, but... Same, Florence... (laughs) But, on the day of the hanging, Hash showed up drunk. So, Florence had to do it. Well, kind of. So, on August 14th, 1936... This is going to end really badly, isn't it? This is going to make me ill. Like, something went awry during what she No, 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 no,
It's like one of, like, back in the day when they used to, like, chop off heads and sometimes they wouldn't get all the way through the head kind of situation. Well, it usually takes about 10 minutes for a hanging to fully process through, so it's actually really awful. Which is why we stop doing public Right, because hands. you couldn't promise that the neck would snap. And mm-hmm. if the neck doesn't snap, it's... A long well, it's, death. Yeah. A long death. So, on August 14th, 1936, over 20,000 people showed up to the hanging. Most of them from out of town. So, like, reporters and photographers from as far as, like, New York came down to witness and report on the hanging. Mm-hmm. There were several reports that the crowd was unruly and wild, which a lot of the first-hand accounts said wasn't exactly true, but the exaggerated events brought on ridicule to Owensboro, and that's why it was brought into consideration to fully rid of public executions. So there's many reasons, obviously, why they're, they don't happen anymore, but right. this was a very significant one because they thought that the amount of things that happened that day were just not something that needed to yeah. happen again. Yeah. On March 12th... I am so sorry. I just have to jump on here and say real quick, any of our listeners from home, good old Muhlenberg County or Greenville, I mean, well, not just Greenville, Muhlenberg County, because we all have the same court, please, for the love of God, leave somewhere on our social media if you remember the electric chair in the courthouse, because I am doing my damnedest to look it up, and I cannot find, like... A trace of evidence that it existed, but I distinctly, I remember it. I'm, I'm looking at it. I remember the plaque that was on it. So mm-hmm. please, please make me feel better and keep me from thinking that I'm insane. I don't care what social media, girl, it could be TikTok. <laughs> like just get, TikTok. but um, just get on one of our social medias. Uh, let's do this. If you remember, if you're from Muhlenberg and you remember it, put it either on our post on Facebook or our, like, for this episode, or our post on Instagram for this episode. Yes. And let me know if you remember, because I feel like I'm going insane now. So, help me out. I've been feeling that way about this whole episode, because I can't find any of the stuff that I looked up whenever I was in, like, high school. So, now, again, the hanging happened on August 14th. He was pronounced dead about 10 minutes after... um, and it was just a, a big, huge, crazy event, apparently, according to some. So on March 12th of 1938, the Kentucky Governor Chandler signed Senate Bill 69 into law. This bill repealed the requirement from Section 1137 that death sentences for the crime of rape be conducted by hanging in the county seat where the crime was committed. On a few different things that I saw, there were some who said that the hanging was racially motivated and that the five different times that Bethia had confessed that he was coerced into it. So there's a couple of little... It is so crazy that you said that because I was looking up the stuff about the electric chair to make sure like I wasn't crazy while also listening to you and then saw something that said, after 75 years, last public hanging haunts Kentucky City. And I was like, what? And I looked at it and I was like, he's African-American. Yes. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that. Well, I mean, no, that was good because I saw that as you were telling me that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I was able to, like, I spent that whole time not focusing on the fact that it was probably racially motivated. Mm -hmm. And then you hit me with it. Like, it surprised me more. So, I would agree, knowing Kentucky's history specifically, Mm -hmm. it was most likely racially motivated. Mm -hmm. I, I think I'd believe that. I But one way or the other, a 73-year-old grandma ended was up dead. Raped and, and, and murdered. Yeah. yeah, or murdered and raped. Right. Murdered oh, and then raped. Right. Well, it was so, which is so sad tragedy. because you, you either have the scenario where, yes, this is the guy, and but, like, the the woman is still, is still dead, or you have the situation where... The woman is dead. Have what happened to her. This man was, you know, executed for a crime that he did not commit, mm-hmm. which I feel like happens a lot, and then yeah. somebody got away with it. Right. So, which I also found in some sources that oh wow, so, as as Lisha Edwards, right? So when that, when which that, after they found out that they were both buried in the same graveyard, they ended up moving him. I do believe. Gotcha. So maybe um, maybe we can look up more research that talks about like. 
it possibly being racially motivated we and we can it. and we could link that up yeah like add some links to that right or like to our social media or our show notes or something right so which i'm kind of grazing over this because really i was focusing on i wanted to, to be more of a lighter episode and i right, wanted to focus right. on sorry <laughs> yeah around, yeah, but no, but yeah we can definitely touch upon it again or, if we, yeah or at least like address it in the show notes we'll we'll find some we'll find some reading materials mm-hmm. that talks about it potentially being racially motivated and, yeah. and tag that because i do think that's an important mm-hmm conversation right right so like i said there were some mix-ups with the the graveyard and like where he was and stuff like that there was also another public execution that was scheduled after this one it was in may of 2001 where a man named timothy mcveigh was convicted for a bombing in oklahoma city and he was sentenced to die by lethal injection he requested that his death be televised and that they and they were planning to oblige and have reporters to come in and actually televise him being executed. He called it a quote-unquote true public execution. However, they ended up rescheduling his date of execution because FBI officials acknowledged that they had not turned over thousands of documents to McVeigh's lawyers in the trial. So that made, like, officially, like... A mistrial, and Owensboro is the very last place that a public execution. I am so sorry. The fact that they were going to... I know that this is this is about Owensboro, but like, yeah, so this one's not related. But the fact that they were going to oblige to a man... A man! Who was like, please, I want it televised. Right. First off, we, we... done know that a lot of criminals do shit for clout. Mm-hmm. That's something that we're very mm-hmm. aware of. Not you just al- wanted the attention. Like, it's... you were not only going to give him that attention, but you were going to televise it. Also, children. In 2001. In 2001? 2001. What the fuck? I was yeah. like, I was nine. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. I thought you meant this was like a, like. No, in, not I was going to be like, do you know what in the 60s my mamma who was six would have thought about? No. Not, oh my yeah. God. Mm-hmm. 2001. Right. What? Who the fuck was behind that? Who was the president? Who was going to let that shit happen? So, this is all to say... Like Sorry, I, said, I got real vulgar with that. <laughs> I, my language was biggy there, but also I was, I was shook. Right. So, anyway, this is all to say the barbecue festival is cursed. If anybody else has ever correlated this, give me a shout out because I have been thinking this since, like... Forever ago, I was like, why does it always rain at the barbecue festival? And I looked it up and I was like, there it is. Also, it's cursed. Comment on the post of this episode on Facebook or the post about this episode on Instagram, uh, whether or not you're from Owensboro and you've correlated that. Right. So we're really hometown in it here. We want to hear from our hometown, our hometown peeps. Now, uh, moving on, I did... Yes, games. Yes, so we... This is, I just want to make it about a little, like a hometown kind of thing. Like, just a fun right. thing. See, so. I, I know some about this because mm-hmm. we have a friend, Shelby. And Shelby, like Shelby's mom or aunt or somebody used to live close to her. I remember going with her to see somebody one time back in the day. Mm-hmm. And and Gates Tower was chilling right there before it was, mm-hmm. because it's torn down now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So... If you haven't caught what we're putting down, Gabe's Tower. Sorry, I did was, not mean to ruin all of that. <laughs> it's good, it's good. So, Gabe's Tower, um, it was a building in Owensboro. It's It was demolished. I'll talk a little bit more about it. But So, Gabe's Tower was an incredible building. It was it was pr- pretty in its day eerie. It was, <laughs> it was like both. Yeah, well, it was a massive structure. Yeah. it was like a huge so, structure. We're gonna talk about that. It was a thirteen-story high-rise round building. Yeah, and at the time that it was built in November of nineteen sixty-two, it was considered the tallest building in Kentucky west of Louisville. So I it's, think it, it, my, was, it was an incredible building. Like the the structure of the building was very unique. Imagine like a drop zone, like one of the drop zone rides, but like in a tower form like right. that. I mean, it was huge. It was yes, massive. Massive. So it had, whenever it was built, it had both a 12th floor restaurant, which was Kentucky's first high rise restaurant and a rooftop swimming pool with a retractable roof. 
Did does, you know that? How does that work? Like the roof, like it, like just opened up. And then there was just a swimming pool. A, there? Well, no, the swimming pool was in the building. Oh, yeah. So it's okay. like on the top floor in the like. Have you ever oh. looked at the old pictures of Gabe's Tower? Homie, I've seen Gabe's Tower twice. No, you have to see the pictures. The old pictures. And that's the best that I've done. I've not seen it in its heyday. I was I saw it in its hey that scary day. It was it's a it's a spooky bit. It was a spooky bitch. It was really down. spooky. It was like a it had became like a become shell. It had become a a shell of a building more so. Did you guys have like a lot of like? That's the pool. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the old like. Yeah, yeah. Old cool stuff, but I can't find the old pictures. There's a um a entire page devoted to pictures of the the Gabe's Tower in its prime. Right. So if you all are interested to go check it out, it's really cool. Like it was a beautiful hotel. Yeah. Back in its day. It, it, and it was they. Was there, like, a lot of after... I don't know when it shut down or, like, when it closed down. I think mm-hmm. I've only ever remembered it being abandoned. Yes. It's they... Been, well, and I'll, I'll touch a little bit on that, It's been abandoned, like, most of our life, Most right? of our lives, yeah. yeah. So, it, but did you guys have, like, criminal activity in, in it a lot? Like, I know where we're from, like, if a building ever gets abandoned, mm-hmm. like, a lot of people... Or, not a lot of people, but, like, there tends to be a lot of criminal activity... In abandoned mm-hmm. buildings where I'm from. Right. Which I, I didn't do a whole lot of research on that because there's not a whole lot you can find other than the fact that Gabe's Tower is demolished. Now it's gone. So I had a hard time researching this. And like I said, I did a lot of research back in high school about it. And there was a lot on there that is not there anymore. Right. And I'll touch on that later too. There were many reconstructions of the tower. In 1979 to 1983, it was actually used as a college and then in 1991, it was converted back into a hotel, which at the time they called the Tower Motor Inn. And it is over um, by like... You guys love colleges. Yes. Here in Owensboro. Well, colleges named after Owensboro. You guys, yeah. Well, you guys have, you guys have Brescia. You guys have um, Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. You have OCTC. OCTC. And then... WKUO. Oh, that's right. You guys have like a, a branch. Mm-hmm. Do you know Muhlenberg County has a college? <laughs> Is that not weird? OCTC has actually two separate. Um, one's a motor and welding and like stuff like that, and then like the, the vocational, others, like yeah, yeah, the vocational side. So we have the we have the colleges here. Because do we have the colleges here? So, so it was called the Tower Motor Inn. It remained vacant and went through multiple owners, and they had a lot of ideas for it, but. None of them ever came into fruition. That's why it's been vacant for most of our lives is because anything that they ever tried to do with it, it just never was able to be finished out. Because Satan was like, this is my lair and you shall not pass. Honestly. Probably. It was a very, like, I'll talk more about it, but there, when they brought it back into the Tower Motor Inn, like, some not so great things happened. And that's one of the reasons I'm interested in the Tower and that's why it's on here is because... There were some not so great things that happened that were criminal, and later on they ended up being very spooky. Into the crew tribe. Yes, the crew tribe. <laughs> on September 5th, 1999, and again I'm going to kind of brush over the things that happened just because they're, they're very dark. Um, and it was kind of hard because some of the things that I found today were not the things that I found back in high school whenever I was really interested in Gabe's Tower. Like, I was really into, like, what is going on with this place? So, on September 5th, 1999, authorities say that Barry Lynn Havener, a 40-year-old, was arrested in the lobby of Gabe's Tower because he had beaten two boys with a toilet tank lid and a chair leg, and one of the boys died in the process. Jesus. It's gruesome. So, like, this is real. Like, this actually this happened. This actually uh, happened in the Tower Motor Inn is what it was called then. What, what, when was the, like, what, what time frame? 1999. Yeah, so, we, like, we would have, it would have been something that we, like, I would have seen on news. Yeah. Like, had, mm-hmm. like had our I, parents would probably right, remember it. Like, I probably saw it on the news not knowing, because I would have, mm-hmm. 99, I graduated kindergarten. Yeah. Like I said, he had murdered one boy and the other was in critical condition. 
In like my recollection, your what? In my recollection of research, like I said, whenever I was researching it, it intensely in high school, found that the boys were living with their mom in the hotel, and Havener, who was also like staying at the hotel and actually like a full time resident, was the boys' babysitter. And he was watching them while their mom was cleaning a trailer for their family to move into. And this is when it happened. Is when he was babysitting the boys for their mother. Jesus. Yeah. So like, like do we this know- is my, this is what I remember researching in gotcha. high school. Do we, does, do you remember why he did it? He, I'll talk about it a little bit. He had some mental issues where he, there was a lot going on. Now, according to the articles that I found in recent days, the two boys, which their names are Christopher and Brandon Hakola, they had a different babysitter, which they didn't name, and they didn't know Havener at all. Like, they hadn't ever met him, and he just came into their hotel room and, and murdered them. The boys' parents were... I want to talk a little bit about the, the kids. So, the boys' parents that had separated... And they spent a lot of their summers with their father in Harbor Creek, Pennsylvania. And then they spent the school year with their mom in Kentucky, at currently at Gabe's Tower, whenever they were murdered. Um, Havener's mother actually claimed that he was schizophrenic and he had a chemical imbalance. And she had tried to get him help for years. So there's two kind of separate stories here that I, like I said, it's from my memory for that one on the first one. Like I just remember seeing that he was babysitting them. And again, in the story that they told on like the actual report, it says that they didn't know each other at all. Right. But who was babysitting the boys? Because in the report, it's another babysitter for the boys who was talking about it, but they never said that she was there. Right. Well, maybe so there's there, there's some maybe mix their babys- up there. Maybe their babysitter was there, and we just didn't. Right. Maybe it was another. Maybe they didn't know each other at all. Maybe my maybe memories the kids were are, just playing. Yeah, and and it's it was a gruesome, gruesome scene. It was awful. So one one of the children is still alive. Yes. How old were these kids? They were. Oh, I feel like I had that somewhere. The oldest one was eight. Let me look at how. So the oldest one is literally my age, or like a year older than me. Okay, he was 10. The oldest one was 10. The youngest one was 8. Okay, so the youngest one was like a year older than me. Like, I would have gone Mm -hmm. to high school with both of them. So they're very close to our age. Right, right. I don't know why, in my mind, because I knew vaguely of the story, kind mm -hmm. of. I didn't know that there were brothers that were attacked. I knew that there was one kid that was killed by somebody, um... Or murdered by somebody, but I I don't know why. Like, I just don't have, like, a good recollection of the story in its right. entirety. But, like, Which, I'd vaguely heard of it. But like I was I thinking this was a while ago. I didn't realize, like, Breathing. these kids, like, literally, we would have gone to school together. Exactly. Like, exactly. So, Christopher Acola was 10. And he was 10 when he passed. And then Brandon was 8. So, it was the older one mm-hmm. that passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know anything about the... I have I haven't found there's I found a couple of things we can touch upon it later but there's been some some reports about later years, um but we can well we can too. we'll we'll add those to articles yeah we'll have to check it out later and and we post will, some stuff about it maybe we can do like a follow up episode where we talk about the racial motivation of of the last public execution mm-hmm. and then. We the later life that. of Christopher, or... It would have been Brandon. Brandon's mm-hmm. uh, life afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll do a follow-up. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a follow-up for you all. So, the authorities said that a maid found the boys in the room and immediately called for help. The maid said that after a while, whenever she returned to the room, she saw Havener trying to re-enter the room, and he had blood all over his hands, and when he saw her, he took off running. He was arrested in the hotel lobby. Because where are you going to go? In. You're in a giant circular building. Exactly, yeah. That's 13 so, stories high. Again, like I said, Christopher Cola passed from trauma to his head with a blunt force object. Luckily, Brandon survived. He was in critical condition for a little while, but he was able to pull through. And But it's a, a tragedy that happened in that place. And that is one of the biggest reasons that it was not able to 
be made into anything. Yeah, no, it was, I imagine. If something so terrible, like they've tried to do like another hotel in there, um, they've tried. They they were making plans in like 2013, 2014 area, which is one of the reasons I started really researching it is because I was in high school and I was like, yeah, what's going on with Gabe's Tower? Like, why, why can't they make it into anything? But I mean, it is hard to come back from something like it that. It really is hard. And there's been a couple of, there were a couple of other instances that happened that I, I think were the reason that they weren't able to really do anything with it. But in my research back in high school i did find some ghost stories and i searched and searched and searched for these ghost stories and i could not find them anywhere but there was one that i remember specifically reading in high school because it like chilled me to my bone they said that they like i said they had tried to open another hotel at gabe's tower and this family had came in and they had stayed there. I didn't, I don't know the names, but they said that the mom and dad, after they went to bed, they had their children with them. And the mom and dad, after they went to bed, they woke up to their child, like their child laughing and like having a good old time. And this is why I wouldn't have kids because if I woke up, I feel like I talk about eating children a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeating, not yeating. eating. Yeah, yeating. If I woke up and um, my kid was just laughing, like giggling, I'm yeeting that kid. <laughs> like, like I can't. This is why you throw the whole thing away. This is why you gotta, you gotta, you gotta throw them away. Like, oh, you did that. Now I have to throw you away. <laughs> like, you know, like. So listen, <laughs> this child, the parents woke up and this child was rolling a ball back and forth. But there was no other child there to roll the ball with. Was it a real ball? It was rolling back and forth. They were playing together. I have yeeted my child again. <laughs> yeah. This is okay. So this is one of those things where, like, I this the reason I remember it specifically is because it chilled me. Like I was like, there, no, right? Because there's a little boy, a ten year old boy whose spirit probably stays there. Right. And he's just having a good old time. So here, okay, so here's the thing. I do not want to discredit this. Mm -hmm. Disclaimer, not mm -hmm. trying to discredit this ghost story. Mm -hmm. But also, however, <laughs> the reason you might not be able to find that ghost story anymore is because that's a very common occurrence in the ghost world. You but know, Gabe's Tower, like specifically, it was, I'm telling you, I was researching Gabe's Tower, but it's right, something that I, happens often with children. Right, like what I'm playing. saying is, is like, either this is a phenomenon that happens a lot, and if that's the case, there's a lot of ghostly kids playing, mm -hmm. like, roll the ball. Right. But, it's just something that I hear a lot, especially right. coming it's... from Kentucky. Somebody could have just been like... They could have stolen that from Waverly Hills. Right. Because, like, Waverly Hills, like, that's a big thing. Like, you take a ball, you roll a ball down down the mm -hmm. corridor, and the ball rose back up. Right, right. It was a recollection I had, and it was so scary to me because, like, there was a child that passed in that building, and they really did try to do more with it. It just wasn't something that they were able to accomplish. Right. Uh, it did... I don't know if I said it, but it was finally completely demolished in 2020 so it just it's fresh it was that recent it was that I recent feel like, yeah i feel like it's been demolished for like a good five years i know but no that would that that doesn't make sense because i would have gone there with shelby in 2017 because mm -hmm. that would have been around audubon and there were there were just so. eerie feelings around that yeah. place. Like Being anytime the, you were close to it, it's just it was a creepy place. Being on that street and like just like driving past it, or like just being on the street at somebody's house there, and just like it ominously sitting over mm -hmm. to the side. It was yeah. it was a wild time. It was very creepy. I never saw it. I don't remember seeing it early in life. So like even like right after the murders would have happened when mm -hmm. it was still like a hotel or anything. Right. I don't ever remember seeing that. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen it not abandoned. And I remember it being demol like I remember every single bit of it going down. Like it was a scary building whenever they tore it down too yeah. because like tearing Probably. it down to the very like Well it's in, it's in it's in a populated area. Mm -hmm. Like there's lots of houses it's there. It's very busy. Well the there's there's businesses and then there's like 
businesses and then there's houses, houses. like here. yeah like mm-hmm. one side is is very like yeah business it's where the old eight ball was. yeah 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 <laughs> so a lot of it's very very like heavily business populated on one mm-hmm. side while the other one is like just like nothing but like a whole street of nothing but houses that are relatively close like the kind of houses where you only have like four foot between like your out yeah. side walls so but it was it was a it was a big phenomenon like that I was super interested in in high school whenever they were talking about redoing it and actually making it into something and then throughout the years they ended up tearing it down completely I so bet it was you it has to do with a lot of crime activity oh, yeah it. yeah I'm sure I'm sure there was a lot of like graffiti on it and it was just gonna it was gonna end up costing more to repair it than it was to just get rid of it and make it into you know something else right oh my so. God. I'm living. It makes me want to go back to Kentucky for something. I feel like we've done Kentucky so much, but mm-hmm. maybe I'll do one of my old elementary school, like, down down the way. If y'all are interested, look up some pictures of Gabe's Tower in Owensboro, Kentucky, and you can see it in its prime. You can see it when it started to be demolished. You can see all of the really cool pictures of the, the rooftop a swimming pool you can see some of the old like restaurants and like the colors of the mm-hmm. the color scheme that they had going back in the day like it, it's really cool it's an interesting thing to research but i'm having a hard time finding anything other than the fact that it's been demolished right and so. that's look up owensboro not owensboro if you look at owensboro <laughs> that is not english and you will not compute is that what i said yeah uh, owensboro there it is. You actually pronounced more the borough than you did Owens that time. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, it's one of those things where, like, I get why we say it because Owensboro is a mouthful. You should call it the borough. The borough. Or, I, well, I call O-B-K-Y. it OBKY. Yeah. OBKY. That's, that's very common around here. Like, OBKY, BG, BGKY. Like, we shorten everything. KY's fun, though. Like, yeah. it's fun to put stuff Or Madville. Madville. Hoptown. Mm-hmm. Hoptown's not even a town. It's a ville. It's Hopkinsville. Hop Town. Hop Town. Yeah. yeah. We just, we're not. We're lazy. We're when it comes so to lazy. We're not trying OBKY. to pronounce a single mm-hmm. fucking syllable yep. that we don't have to. Right. We shorten everything around here. but. Well, I hope you all enjoyed my episode about the Curse of the Barbecue Fest and Gabe's Tower. It was lots of fun to bring back my old days whenever I'd research cool stuff. <laughs> the wonderful world of the borough. The wonderful world of OBKY. OBKY. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I like it because it's stuff that like obviously I knew about, but mm-hmm. you really definitely shed some light on some things mm-hmm. and, and and showed me some other stuff. So yeah. that was exciting. Yeah. But we can uh, do a little recap episode yeah. later on to and it won't, it won't dive to, into it a little more. It won't have to be like a long recap either. Mm-hmm. Like we could do probably a 15 minute episode um, or we can make like a bigger episode and kind of make it like... Hometown. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, yeah. we'll do something, but yeah, I'm excited. So um, anyway... Thanks for listening. Yeah, check us out on all of our social medias. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. At mm-hmm. Crime or Reason. Send us an email at primalreason at gmail.com. And hit us up with any suggestions, concerns, comments. Yeah, leave us a rating. Please leave us a rating. Let us know if it was good, bad, ugly. Just let us know something. How we're doing. Yeah, we want to know. We want to make it better. Yep. So Y'all stay safe. Y'all stay healthy. And stay criminal. criminal. Bye, everybody. Um, bye.